Welcome to Time Played 3HR, a video game podcast about playing video games for three hours at a time, and my name is Louis. And my name is Lucky, and this week we played three hours of Ubisoft's 2007 wonder game, Assassin's Creed. Uh, this week we talk about just how impactful this game was to us, the amount of cool shit that was rammed into this game, and of course, Kristen Bell. The Veronica Mars. Uh, the lady in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, of course. Sarah Marshall. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot the character's name. Uh, and it's, it's Sarah Marshall. <laughs> You don't stink out the listeners. Exactly. I am compassionate in my approach. Lockie. Louis. Lockie. What's up? What's up, Lockie? What's up? What's up, Lockie? Lockie, I'm holding in my hand a water bottle. Now, I don't know if you remember, but we once spoke about water bottles sure. on this here podcast. I'm, hol- I'm holding one in my hand now, too. And... I think one of the things that we talked about was how do you stop it from smelling? Yeah, you bin it. Oh, you're, you've got like a, a <laughs> bottle of Evian <laughs> or something. I have a bottle of Buxton that I refill and I will use for about a couple of weeks until it gets smelly and then bin it. Jesus. that Now that sounds like something that people but would before it say is smelly. gross. Like that's kind of gross. It's not. Gross. I feel like I feel like when I, you know water. you know actually whenever whenever I think about water bottles and I remember an episode of Dragons Den, like and it was like years ago, like well before it was very popular. Or Shark Tank to our American list, of course. Um, <laughs> well before like everyone was buying reusable bottles and like people were still buying massive bottles of Evian constantly and. Um, I just remember it was just like it was just a collapsible cup. Um, that's the end of the story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've, uh, okay. This I just, is good. Keep I just, it coming. I just want people to know that whenever me. whenever no. you talk to me about water bottles, my brain goes, "Hey, remember that episode? Remember that episode of Dragon's Den? Ten years ago? I, rem- I, I remember that episode. They rinsed him. Did you? Or her. Do you remember that episode? Yeah, Lockie. No, you don't. I do. Oh, they only I like... remember that episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they it folded, and they were like, "What's the point?" <laughs> really? Yeah, that's funny. They fucked that one up. I mean, um, it's not like it was particularly unique. I suppose um, hard to copyright that one. Trademark, copyright. Trademark is the other one. Mm. Copyright, patent. That's the word patent. I'm looking for. Patent. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway, so I have this water bottle in my hands, um, and it's uh, it's <laughs> and it's the one that was pitched <laughs> on uh, Dragon's Den, um, and it's... I've actually become an investor. <laughs> so, to the listeners, if you're looking for a collapsible water bottle, I've got go to... got it right here. Time played three HR forward slash water <laughs> bottle collapsible. 
dot com. <laughs> um, no, it's a it's it's a you know it's it's a water bottle, a reusable water bottle. Um, but I have discovered a nice way of stopping it from smelling. Is it a Chili's? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, that's a brand of water bottle for anyone that doesn't know. Um, yeah. Uh, a little bit of charcoal. Okay. Have a little bit of charcoal in your water bottle. Permanently? Mm. Does that not mean you're drinking charcoal? Uh, no, it's like... It's a very soft material, famously. It's so soft that you can, in fact, draw with it. It's like dried charcoal, and people use it in... As a, as a, well, I actually think it's quite wet chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, people use it, you uh, use it to, as a filter, it's a natural filter. Um, oh, but if you, if you keep it, I have like a very small chunk of one in my water bottle. And if you keep it in there, uh, it seems to just not, my bottle has not started to smell. Fascinating. Mm. Can we do a charity auction piece where you, uh, do some sort of illustration with your water bottle charcoal. I'm not sure it would illustrate. I think it probably would. Mm, I don't have any paper near me. Okay. Well, and it's wet. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, it is wet charcoal. <laughs> um, as previously mentioned. Anyway, that's my advice: is to get a little piece of. I am. I don't know if you have to get specific charcoal. You probably do. Um, you have to get the like overpriced bit of charcoal from your eco shop, not just the sure. stuff you put in your. I don't know. What do you use charcoal for these days, other than to filter water? Drawing. Yeah, you can't just go to that stuff's not castle. that cheap either. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I tell you what, mm. the charcoal on my toast. That is very free. Excuse me. Oh. Well, there you go. You just sort of slice a bit off your burnt toast. Condense it, put it into some sort of, uh, you know, take it to the hydraulic press, man. <sighs> Lucky. Quite expensive. Moving on. Yeah. Sure. Um, we have a couple of programming notes. One mm. specific programming note for all of our listeners out there. Um, mm-hmm. And they'll be very excited to learn. Mm. Uh, this is very exciting news for the people. Um, that we um, will be slightly, well, let's just say we will be relaxing the um, the release day of the podcast from for a while, who knows how long. Um, because we just, we just, we're quite busy at the moment. And I think we just want to take some of the stress off, really. Um so the goal is uh, hopefully four episodes a month still, um, but it might be three. Um, and it will probably be hopefully around midweek, but not like a specific day. I don't know if you've noticed, listeners, but we always say the show comes out every Monday and it doesn't come out every Monday. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it'd be nice if like the expectation was slightly more set for both us and for you. I uh, would be like, it'll be sometime in the week, probably middle to late week. Um, and you should get four, but yeah, one week. Well, yeah, maybe we don't get one out every week. We'll see how it goes. But we should do. Yeah. And we'll keep you posted if we change our mind. Um, yeah, but for absolutely. The, but for the time being, once a week, sometime midweek. Yeah. 
and but and while that may be disappointing what isn't disappointing Actually, it's not disappointing if you're disappointed it by that probably won't even make i appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> um but now we get to talk about assassin's creed <laughs> yeah this is, you're right how have we never done it's this? insane i like it's it's um what is the word it's um insane it's insane it's like it's like the biggest video game in my brain <laughs> to be honest like i'm embarrassed <laughs> by that but it is like it it um uh to use a ubisoft word it is iconic um and uh and i'm surprised we, neither of us have ever picked it yeah this is this was honestly i think the first game in my life that made me say wow mm. what the fuck mm-hmm. you know this is next level mhm um and held a very special place in both of our hearts uh, i think just about everyone who ever played this game walked around imagining they had a hidden blade and <laughs> running up walls. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what, what was your, it, um, it was good. What was your, cause I don't know, um, how I found out about Assassin's Creed. It might have been as simple as I saw it in the shop. Um, do you remember? Yes. I remember it? my, f- I remember my first exposure to this game very well. Hmm. Um, <laughs> although, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, I have not. a memory. I have a. I have a memory, but I'm not sure if it's uh, an accurate memory. Um, was this game out around launch of the Xbox? It was early for sure. Um, it might have been yeah. within the first year. Uh, Xbox 360 launch uh, was, I think, Assassin's Creed might have been 06 or 07. November 05? Mm-hmm. No. That sounds right. Oh. Yeah, For November Xbox, 05. Yeah. Uh, and then Assassin's... Oh, it's quite a hard word to spell. I know. It's not. <laughs> it is, though. Assassin's Creed... 2007 uh, one release okay um so maybe not uh my earliest memory of this is going into my friend michael's house mm. it was he was having work done on the house where he lived so they were living in like another house like renting while they had work done mm. and so it's just this weird house that i remember <laughs> okay. and i remember him booting it up on the xbox and watching him play it and being like, this looks like real life. This looks amazing. <laughs> How cool is it that he's running on the roofs? Yeah. This character's incredible. Mm-hmm. How do I get my hands on this game? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't remember how I got my hands on that game. You, you... I don't remember buying it, but I remember seeing it that first time and just thinking, wow, this... This is the pinnacle of everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know how... Yeah, I don't know how I found it. Um, all I know is that it was, I think, the third game I owned for my PlayStation 3. Um, uh, I traded in Need for Speed Pro Street for it. Um, okay. And I remember being very, like, not sure about getting it because... Uh, 
it was clearly quite violent and I hadn't really played that many violent games at that point. I was like, I don't know if I can handle this. Maybe it'd be too scary. Um, and, and I also remember specifically, it was one of the first games you and I talked about. I think it was Assassin's Creed and Burnout Paradise were like two, two games you and I talked about. And I remember thinking, Oh, this guy likes games. I can talk to this guy about games. (laughs) Um, at school, like that's 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 a very clear memory to me. Is those two games were very much in discussion. Like I, I remember, like feeling like, as you often do, like I was the only one playing this video game, and then I don't remember how it came about, but learning that you were also playing it, and I was like, wow, cool. This guy's cool. This guy's. Cool. You always thought that about me, obviously. <laughs> um, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it was so long ago. Long time ago. It was so long ago. Fifteen years. It was so long ago. Uh, and then here we are, still talking about games. Yep. Uh, about the same game. About the same game. We have, about the same. Did we do game. Burn at Paradise game? Uh, yes, did I we? believe so. I think I chose it. I don't think. Isn't we... that amazing that we don't even know what episode we've done? I don't know if we have. I could just fabricate that episode in my head. Maybe, yeah. I think we have. We must have. I think I did. I think I did <laughs> choose it one week because I have it on Steam or something. I have it on something downloaded. I own it, and it was like I remember the PC. P- anyway, doesn't matter. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. What a game. Um, what a game. <laughs> Where to start? Where to Louis? start? Yeah. What, what is Assassin's Creed? <laughs> well. Lucky. Um, Assassin's Creed is um, a 2007 uh, open world uh, video game uh, developed by Ubisoft um, in which you play an assassin uh, who is part of the Assassin's Creed. Um, mm. uh, and you, uh, you run around uh, the Middle East, um, Damascus, Jerusalem... And I can't remember what the other town's called. Um, and you... Um, I don't remember. And you um, have to go and assassinate um, some guys that seem kind of sus and uh, they're Templars. You know about Templars, obviously. Um, um, and it's a game about climbing shit, running over, running around shit, uh, blending shit, eavesdropping and pickpocketing. Um, and, um, and doing counters. Mm. And it, and it's set also way back in the past. Oh, that's a very um, good point. Yes. Set yeah, in like 1000 in... something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's set like crusader times. I don't know. Um, um, and it's, it's a wild video game. I, so I, 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 want to talk about lots of things as i was saying i've taken a lot of notes (laughs) i have no idea where to start um but i think for me this assassin's creed game is um both the most flawed and probably definitely my favorite of the series um and um i think it's my favorite for the series because i played it a lot when i was younger but also it feels like it has the most potential to be like my favorite game ever, but it just 
sucks in quite a few ways, so you just can't quite get there. Um, but it's really a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many interesting things about this game. I really think they nailed 90% of it. Mm. Um, and it does have its flaws, but we'll, we'll go into them. You know, what's wild is this game, just to gush about it a little bit more, like the um, the amount of like things that are in this game that started with this game that are yeah truly like iconic things about the Assassin's Creed series in general and like across the widest stretch of games are very specific to Assassin's Creed. Like the the presentation and design of like, I don't know, the hidden blade, the white hood, the eagles, the the climbing up towers, the doing the jump off them, the animus, the free running, like there are so many things that were thought of for this specific game um, uh, that are just, like, very specific and cool. Yeah. There's a lot of cool things. I, of cool I'm things. not even saying that as, like, a joke or something stupid, but I actually really agree that this game just does have lots of things that are just quite cool. <laughs> yeah. Not in a cool way. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> None of but it's they cool. are quite cool. <laughs> but it's just cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and talk about the climbing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's iconic, isn't it? The climbing. Mm-hmm. This, the way this game unlocked, like, uh, it literally doubles the... Um, landscape and the environment by having a rooftop level and a ground level Mm -hmm. uh, which is genius um and to have those two worlds just available to you at any time by freely running up a building and then just having like this sprawling landscape of flat roofs to just run across yeah (sighs) amazing yeah and it's uh, talking about like the wider series i think it's really the only one where the architecture makes sense for the movement um, yeah, like all the other Assassin's Creeds, increasingly the further you go, um, move into buildings that just don't really work for running across them. Um, whereas this one um, is like mostly just like flat. Um, yeah, flat. Which works in landscape as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know exactly what 1100s Damascus was like, but it seems like it's probably would have been lots of flat roofed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sure <laughs> buildings probably um maybe <laughs> yeah i don't know how you describe that building type but it's very specific and you'd know it as soon as you see it um boxy and boxy perfect um uh yeah and the, the it's it was funny playing with the free running and the climbing stuff because it um it really hasn't changed um no uh like it's 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 a great system and it's also like massively inconsistent and fiddly and it's amazing that they really just never sorted it out up till today <laughs> um like it's exactly the same um the only difference here i think really is that um altair is quite slow at climbing upwards yeah um he like he like climbs walls like um like a kid goes upstairs like just kind of like one at a time like pop pop um but at the same time, like, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Because I feel like the climbing's a bit more considered as well. Like, it's more puzzly in a way. 
Like yeah, good animations, but it it it's not puzzly in the fact that you sort of have to think about it in any mm. way. It's just sort of instant puzzly. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's you're given a visual cue and you just have to move slightly to go up that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, we haven't even talked about the twist, Lockie. Yeah, it's got a great story. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> it does. <laughs> It does. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I, so I like the setup. I think the setup is it's really neat, really engaging, and a really smart way to take on this sort of game. I just, I just remember, I just remember where it ends up, and then the rest of the series. Obviously, uh, hello. Makes it really think hard. about how much I'm talking about Assassin's Creed One. I know. Think about how much we talked about the ending of this game. <laughs> And the setup of this game, and think about how much we planned for what could happen in future games. Yeah, gosh, after playing through this game, this this game, man, like I think potential is such a good word to describe Assassin's Creed One because it just in like almost every facet has these amazing ideas that clearly, like playing it, there just isn't quite enough time in development for them to like fully take this stuff out. Like I wonder, like. Because I, I, yeah, I remember. It's like season one of Lost, <laughs> Assassin's Creed one. Do you ever watch Lost? No, not. You I should watch like season one. Episodes. You should watch season one. Um, all right, I'll put it on the list. Um, like it feels like, and I remember there being a lot of like Assassin's Creed did not get like super high scores. It got like I think like sevens and eights. Really? Yeah. Um, and You're and was like me. very much derided for the repetitiveness of the. Missions, which absolutely, I agree, like, is true. Doing yeah. the eavesdropping stuff is the most dull thing, and the way it's set up is so boring. Um, I mean, the setup is dull. It is just repeated, repeated, repeated. Yeah, it's like a perfect 3HR game, because after the first three hours, you've seen everything um, Assassin's Creed has in terms of, like, function. But, like, I, I wonder, like, because everyone loves <laughs> Assassin's Creed 2. <laughs> sorry, sorry to butt in quickly. Uh, um I was Googling Assassin's Creed reviews, and it was like, 18%. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> okay. No. Clicked on it. It's the uh, movie. <laughs> ah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I, I, I wonder if, like, to me it feels like they took a lot of that feedback that was like, this game is quite boring in, in its repetitiveness, and then they made Assassin's Creed 2, which I liked and everyone else loved, um, and and that's like and it's almost like it took the series in a different route that Assassin's Creed One is not is not what it's going for. Like to me, the sort of the best version of Assassin's Creed One is like um, more sort of systemic. Like there's not so much like objective markers. It's more about like finding the targets yourself, um, doing the research, planning your attack, going in kind of more like a open world hitman in a way. Um, or like, like a Hitman, like the dream for me for Assassin's Creed One would be like Hitman Three and Metal Gear Solid Five, um, kind of smushed in. Um, that kind of feels like more what it was going for, but they kind of I don't know. It's a shame. I think that really bums me out because like the I think we could have had a lot of really interesting Assassin's Creed games um, if they'd gone that way. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Kind of. It's just like, kind of. it's so... 
But I, I mean, was it in a place where it could do that at that time? I mean, probably. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think, I, I mean, I, I don't know, but like, um, I think just thinking about like the structure of, so basically, you you come into the city and then the guys like go find information about your target and then come back and tell me what it is and then you can go kill him and you go up a tower you do the synchronized thing it shows you three objective markers on the map you go to them and they are like the most simple missions of all time um pickpocket something eavesdrop uh this conversation and beat someone up to find out what they know it's always one of those three and it's basically you don't do anything um uh, and then once you do that three times, you have enough information. You can do more if you like. Um, and um, and then you go kill the guy. Um, and it feels like those like three missions... It feels like there must be a way to make them more like... Uh, yeah, just add any sort of variety. Just like some kind of level of like agency and like I discovered the thing and like... I may I did that research, not like I went to an objective marker and I got given the re- I don't know. Um Yeah, also or just just mission varieties are what I think it needs. Mm. Mm. Some characters, which is what they did in Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah. Um they also sort of I don't know. Oh, I mean it's worth mentioning that Altair, the main character. <laughs> Um, is one of the most iconic characters, but he is a hundred percent like a master chief figure. You know, he is a costume. <laughs> yeah. Although you, you can see his face, but I can't tell you what he looks like. Well, he looks like Desmond. <laughs> they look the same. But it's the same. They... Yeah, it's the same face model. I think Desmond is has it really slightly more hair on a beard, but they, it's exactly the same face. Oh my god! Which is terrible, and like the Altair is Altair is a character in this game is horrendous. Wait, did we even ex- mention the twist? Oh. We said not to bring up the twist, and then we talked oh, yeah. about like we talked around <laughs> the twist, but we didn't actually say what the yeah. twist was. So what's the twist, Lucky? Uh, the twist is that this game is set in the modern era, uh, and you play Desmond Miles. <laughs> And this company has kidnapped you and are putting you into a machine and accessing your ancestors' memories um, to learn information that your ancestors had. And your ancestors were an assassin. And uh, it switches between sort of story moments in the modern world and then going into this machine into the 1100s Middle East to play as i'll tell you Mm -hmm. exactly one of the things i i was trying to remember was um because i wasn't paying attention to uh uh like games news media at the time um i was 12 or whatever so so what i was the twist known about by the media and people because for me it was a complete surprise i bought the game seeing, like, a cool blade guy on the front, and then I booted it up, and, and it opens on um in this, like, modern-era lab, um sort of brutalist lab. I just have no idea. And you're if, like, hang, hang, hang on. on. Hang, Did they hang give me on. the wrong game? Um, 
Um, and I remember that being like such a cool moment. And it would be great if everyone else got to experience that. Or was that like kind of spoiled? I don't think it was in the trailers. Um, so what a cool twist. Yeah. Not revealed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, he, Desmond gets, has to lie on this thing called the animus. Um, <laughs> then the, the like pseudosciences, it turns out the memories of your ancestor is in his DNA, in everyone's DNA. Um, <laughs> so you can play a video game. Which we can't currently disprove. We can't. They haven't figured that so, one out yet, so it could be. <laughs> could be. Um, Talking about trailers, sorry to quickly railroad. Uh-huh. Um, the opening cutscene oh and God. what is a trailer, oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's really well animated. <laughs> it looks incredible. I urge anyone who's not watched uh, the Assassin's Creed 1 trailer to do so. Um, yeah, it's good. It's good. This, Yeah, it's all good. Um, uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say something about the Animus, and I can't remember what it was. Oh, it kind of loops into... Um, so the, the lead director of this game, uh, Patrice Desley who I think I must have mentioned because we talked about Prince of Persia. Um, he directed Sands of Time uh, and a few other things, I guess. But um, one of the... I love his games because one of the things he seems to always fi- find himself doing is, like, over-explaining, like, gamey things and trying to give them, like, real-world explanations. And the Animus is, like, the best example of, like, trying way too hard to explain stuff that... Most people would just be like, oh, it's just a video game. So, um, <laughs> the, so basically the first thing you do once you get inside the Animus is you go through a tutorial section. Um, and it explains, I guess it's technically explaining to Desmond how to control Altair. Um, and it's, it's called the puppeteering system. <laughs> so, um, the, your controls are based on this idea that each button represents a different part of your body. So triangle is the head, square is uh, your left hand, circle is your right hand, and X is your legs. And then R1 shifts your state into a more alert state, and that then changes the actions that those buttons do. Um, which I, Good system. Which I, I love that system. And, like... Again, it's amazing, as with almost everything in this in this game, to watch that system slowly get like filtered out to the point where it no longer exists in the current Assassin's Creed games. But you're still technically doing the same thing, um, but it's just it's not called that, and it's it's much more simple. Um, I love the system, but it's like such a <laughs> it's such a goofy, like overly explained um, thing. So, like, I'm trying to think of an example of what it so. Oh, hang on. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> so it ends up with, like, phrases, like... Um, I wrote I wrote the quote down of what the tutorial lady says. She says, um, um, so you're learning about blending, which is, like, you press uh, the leg button, which would be X, and you sort of go into, like, a prayer... Uh, what do you call that? What's the word? <laughs> prayer. Uh, yeah, yeah, sort of... You just start head down, head down. arms together. Yeah, um, so you sort of blend into, like, the... I don't know the monks 
Um, and anyway, so you press X and you do that. Um, and then she explains this by saying, blend can be activated by using the passive input of your legs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> of <very> course, nice. <laughs> which is like, it's so extreme. It's like you go so hard into trying to pretend this isn't a video game and then you wrap all the way back around <laughs> into like hardcore game. I love game. using the passive input of my legs. <laughs> I'm, I'm a very big believer. Uh, well, only if you want to blend. Otherwise, you don't want to use the passive input of your legs. You want to use the active input of your legs by pressing R1. <laughs> In which case, you'll sprint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As we all Consistent. know. Um, and then, yeah, like other examples would be like it explains why everyone's speaking in English because they she's like programmed the animus um, to give you English um, instead of the language that you wouldn't understand. Like it's just all those kind of like really overly goofy explanations for stuff you just take for granted. I adore. Yeah, I adore. Yeah, I, I didn't really pick up on that. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's a good point. Um, Definitely a good point. Uh, I forgot that um, the woman in this game was Veronica Mars. Okay. Have you ever seen Veronica Mars? Uh, <clears throat> yes. That's the girl from Forgetting Sarah Marshall, right? No idea. Don't think I've ever seen that. It's Kristen Bell. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, Bell. <laughs> her character model looks a little off, but <laughs> it's close enough. Um, I, I, is it her? Is she voicing? Yeah, it's her. Wow, and it's modelled on her. It does look. It does look like her. Well, yeah, mostly. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, pretty weird choice. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and I also can't like get over the speaking more about the characters. Like I can't get over the. The choice. So Altair is played by a different actor to Desmond Miles, which is fair enough. Um, yeah. Desmond Miles is, of course, played by Nolan North. Um, yeah. And, but it, I think it's so strange. Like, the voice they went for for Altair is really bad. Like, he sounds, he sounds, he sounds like Anakin Skywalker. Like, he sounds like just miserable and broody and depressed <laughs> he's not a character he's actually not a character he is a costume and i after <laughs> playing this again i was like this is unbelievably poor decision making yeah to make this the most generic uninteresting human uh the world's ever met um uh yeah it's wild and i like to think like i think the weirdest thing is that you had nolan north <laughs> so like nolan north is he could do anything. You could have just got... He could have done both. And he could have done quite different versions of the characters. But you went for, like, just the most bland... I mean, Desmond's bland, too, but at least it's Northern North, you know? Yeah. He's fine. Yeah. He's kind He's. I don't, I don't dislike the character of Desmond. No? No, he's fine. He's enough, you know? Again, maybe, just... maybe I'm thinking more about the following games. Maybe I'm thinking about, like, three. Yeah, I, I think... Oh god, yeah, I didn't even get three three. Um Did you not? No. You don't know how it ends. You don't know how Desmond Miles' story ends. I <laughs> think you told me. Okay. <laughs> and I heard and saw. It was a terrible ending. Um <laughs> Yeah. A terrible game. Yeah, terrible game. Terrible game. 
Um, he's fine. He's just an American dude, which I buy into, you know. I buy into him as a character. Sure. Just an American dude who doesn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he actually, funnily enough, quite reminds me of my friend Michael, uh, <laughs> whose house I first saw this in. Okay. Is that just because... Why is that? <laughs> he's he's an American dude who never sort of really wanted to be anywhere. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> um, and I just feel like I know people like that. <laughs> and I buy it. Mm-hmm. I buy into the character. Mm-hmm. He's not interesting, but he's... And he's not interested. Enough. Yeah. 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 Whereas Altair is... He, he uh, is very hard to relate to. Yeah, but he's likable. <laughs> he's not likable. Oh, sorry. I don't know why I thought you said um Ezio. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll no. tell you. No, I'll tell you. Um, yeah, Ezio's great. Ezio's very likable. He's a very charming man, Ezio. Um, and when you're called Ezio Aldatore. Da Firenze. How can you uh, not like him? Same voice actor as Sonic. Fun fact. <laughs> okay. Is that fun? That's fun, isn't it? Uh, I don't even know. Does Sonic have one voice actor? Uh, for a long time, it was uh, Roger Craig Smith. Is that his name? Okay. I don't know him. Yeah. He does a lot. Um, Roger. Yeah, Roger Craig Smith. He, I don't know if they're still using him, um, but for a long time, it was it was him. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know much about Sonic, but apparently I know his voice actor. <laughs> Um, you know what's fun about this game is and fun about playing old games now in general is feeling nostalgic and being reminded of spaces Mm. that you've not been to but were very familiar with Mm. 15 years ago yeah because now it's sort of getting to the point where Games had interesting enough environments, and well, I mean, you could say old ones did. I'm sure it'd be the same on any platform, really, to be honest. But maybe now that you know PS3 era games are a little bit more realistic and have, um, you know, you can sort of replicate environments that are uh, the sort of thing that you could expect to see in real life. Um, returning back to those places is really weird. Because you've not thought about them for 10 years, but then you're like, oh, I remember this. Yeah. I, I remember this. Yeah. I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is something that you experience like going on holiday to maybe somewhere you've not been in a long time. Mm. Uh, but it's funny doing that in a virtual space. Yeah, for sure. Especially because like, I would just, when I was younger, I would just play this game with no goals. Like, mm. I would just run around for hours shoving people and jumping off buildings and then calling yes. it a day. Killing, like, a million guards in one space. Which, like, is... And then running away and being like, ah. <laughs> is wild because the combat in this game is so boring. <laughs> it's not it's that boring. It's pretty boring. It's... The thing is, I don't remember how fun this combat gets. So I know as you um, take out targets, you unlock more combat options um but the whole time right from the get-go i was trying to p- perform like counter moves with my hidden blade mm-hmm. which you just can't do can you not <laughs> like, from the start no 
Not for, I think you have to kill the first boss first. Oh, right. Oh, no, um, yeah, you don't get the counter until you kill the first target in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the counter's, like, the easiest counter in the world, though, which I love. <laughs> like, having currently currently playing Elden Ring, um, which has a notoriously... All Souls games have a, like, challenging parry, the um, the counter in Assassin's Creed 1, and mostly Assassin's Creed's is, like, so crazy. The timing you get is so relaxed, it's very nice. It's a big window, yeah. It's a very big window. And, it, and it's fun. And it looks great. I've always liked the combat in these games. Like, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I, li- I like these. I like the combat in this thing. Mm. It's pretty It's pretty shallow. But I, I, it gets you where you need to go, I guess. It, and it's also very cool. Uh, I mean, the Hidden Blade is just a very slick weapon. Yeah. Um... You know, this is two people that like. You know, we're not. We don't like collect knives. You know? <laughs> well, apart from all of my hidden blades. <laughs> um, but it is like a very fun weapon to use in a video game for sure. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about some of the other things that you just think are cool? Yeah. Um, uh, I deeply mourn the loss of um, the. This this sort of gentle nudge mechanic, <laughs> whatever the fuck you use that for, I've never really figured it out. But with your right hand, you can walk through crowds by pressing circle, and he'll like quite clunkily sort of now when swim, you look at it swim through. He'll like sort of um, kinetically attach to the shoulders of all the crowd members and sort of push past them. Um, <laughs> it's so unnecessary, <laughs> which I love, and I wish. It's just, an, again, it's another thing of, like, I wish you could take that and do something with it instead of just forgetting it and, like, going to more traditional gamey stuff. Um, uh, but, like, the way, the way, basically, I think in the three hours, I only did it in the tutorial, and they they teach it to you by giving you a row of people carrying pots. <laughs> and if you don't hold circle when you walk into them, they knock the pots over and you have to do it again. Um but I guess the idea behind that is not to alert people around you and to kind of blend in. Um, and I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's a good good theory. Um, the I thought the I was surprised at how like compelling the like introductory scene was with the like target. Um, did you manage to take down any targets? Yeah, yeah, I took down the first guy. Um, the way it, like, sets up is so you basically just enter the space and then almost all the cutscenes, which is another very cool thing, um, you can move in, um, mm. um, which is amazing. And I find myself kind of, like, almost acting within them. Like, I'll, like... <laughs> like Say something angry and turn around. Yeah, I'll be like, no, you don't understand. And he'll, like, fl- I'll just, like, yeah, <laughs> flip the other way when he says something like that. Um, or, like, pace the room while he's being told off. Um mm. But yeah, there's, there's so the moment where you like see the target for the first time, they usually do, as I remember, they do some sort of thing that gathers attention to them. Like the first guy basically just kind of in the middle of a crowded market slaughters some person for being slightly wrong about something. I don't even remember. Yeah, he, he couldn't fill some quotas or something and yeah. said it was un- not possible 
and then he killed him. So he just like repeatedly stabs him um, and the crowd kind of goes, <gasps> but doesn't do anything about it to show his power. Anyway, so you're mm. in this crowd and like the way the camera like zooms in behind your shoulders and somehow manages to really make you feel like you're part of the crowd, but also whatever a hidden blade within it. Um, it just, it feels really good and you can like move around it and, and it's just, it's very like cinematic and like, but also gameplay wise, very engaging. Yeah. And then on top of that, they have like these glitches in the cutscenes. Yeah. That I actually really like yeah. as a system, uh, where a cutscene will play out and there'll be sort of a glitch effect over the screen, which, you know, makes sense giving the context of the story. Uh, and then if you press any button, it will switch to like a special camera angle to, uh, you know, give you a close up of what's going on or something or show a new character walking into the room rather than just showing you where you are standing. Um, yeah. And it's a cool system because it sort of keeps you on your toes, keeps you engaged, makes you feel like you're sort of discovering something extra, even though you're just pressing a button. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, th- I think that's like a cool, effective way. Yeah, it's it's really to play out cutscenes. It's pretty neat. Um, what else do I have on my little cool shit list? Um, blah, blah, blah. little one was the oh, being able to move around while the game loads, an iconic yes. Assassin's Creed thing. Um, Love that. But they still have running into run, white just space, run into nothing, um, a mist. Um, pressing down on the D-pad and he just, like, slaps his fists together. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I love that. Um, And then the only other one thing I had here was um, uh, the moment after you assassinate a target and then everyone realizes what you've done, you come out of this, you go into these little, like, uh, non-controllable cutscenes where they kind of wax lyrical about, like, their beliefs. Um, And then... Then you come out and the world sort of regrows around you and everyone's like, oh no, he's been assassinated. And um, whatever city you're in, the, the this like, who knows from where, but some bell just starts ringing and you have to escape. And like that, that moment, especially when I was younger and I was like more um, uh, afraid, afraid that moment of like that bell ringing and people chasing you and you trying to get away. Um, and the bell just like does not stop. And like, and I just think it's such a great thing. Like the rest of the game is almost worth it for that like moment. And that switch of, like you said, going from that moment of uh, conversation and peace and quiet to like full hectic madness. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. And just things like climbing buildings is Mm -hmm. so cool. Being able to, being, you know, having that bell ring, having guards chase you, just being able to run forwards at a building and then up feels great. And and also, I mean, there are so many people in these cities as well um, that just getting away from, and that's great for one because they feel like quite alive and quite real, these cities especially for a game of that time. Yeah. Um, It also means that you have this little refuge where you run up a building and there's nothing to stop you. Yeah. Other than guards, but of course, like, you know, you can't just (laughs) climb up and have guards not climb. 
Yeah, that's um, so true. That's about like all the people. Like the the last like open world game I would have played would have been like one of the Grand Theft Autos, and you just didn't have many people wandering around in those streets. Whereas like Assassin's Creed is like for the time, especially, it's like packed with people. Um, yeah. Although <laughs> you do hear the same three people talking wherever you go. Yes. I mean, they, they could have done a better job there. There's three. What is he doing? Has he lost his mind? Yeah. Those, well, there's those. Every time you climb up a building, someone's like, he's going or to hurt run. himself. Even if you just run, they're like, what's this man's problem? <laughs> Someone can run. Um, um, but then, like, there's, like, more kind of ambient. There's literally three... There's the guards that are trying to arrest a criminal um, who are saying the same thing over and over again. There's the preacher who's just saying something um, about God or whatever. And, and then there's the um, the merchant who's trying to sell stuff. And you just hit, you just like wander around these city streets and literally it's just swapping between the three at all times. And uh, it starts driving me a little bit crazy. Yeah. Um there's not. I mean, they could have definitely done a much better job there. Yeah, could have, should have. Anyway, um, um, yeah, I love the rooftop level in this game, man. It's so special. Yeah, and like hanging off the side and pulling a guard off to their death. Mm-hmm. Always fun. The way that he like perches on corners of buildings or on you know little posts. Ah, oh, did you like cool. do the ledge peak thing? Uh, if if you just walk up to any ledge, um, he'll like peer his head over the ledge, and the camera will like sl- swoop in up, so you can see down to the street level. Oh no, I didn't. Oh, that's cool. It feels so good. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Um, the only other th- one thing I want to talk about, and it's like it's the most mysterious part of this game, and is kind of um something I never really have explored is the in-between world between the cities. Um, yeah. is such a it, weird you thing. You almost don't remember it. Yeah, like, I... It's like, so there's... Yeah, so there's... Not including your sort of home hub, there's three main quite large cities. Um, and the first time you go to them, you have to travel there by horseback. And you do that by going through this kind of... Um, uh, like a strange kind of um, Hyrule field, like uh, m- sort of mostly barren, few little towns map um, that kind of funnels you around, um, and it's such a weird thing. I kind of love it. It like I like the idea that it kind of just gives you travel time. Um, like you're going to a new place, and therefore you're traveling through this area, and you don't just arrive there. Um, yeah, it works, but it, it is a yeah, like you said, it's a bizarre space. But there's nothing there, like there's nothing to do. You can go up towers and synchronize, and you, there's flags to collect <laughs> if you want to do that. Um, but there's no, there's nothing else there. You never, I don't think you ever do any gameplay stuff, story stuff within that space. Maybe at the end you might. I don't know. I don't remember. Very weird. It's like yeah. it's like it's a little piece of like Shadow of the Colossus, just kind of like in between this kind of more standard um, open world game. Yeah, yeah, it it, it is bizarre because you would just expect to fast travel between them all, mm-hmm. especially in a game which is constantly 
forcing you to fast travel by saying, fast forwarding to an earlier memory. Yeah. Or, you know, to a later memory. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. It's good. Hey, you know what else is weird while we're talking about weird things? Uh, is that there's music in that, like, in the first hour of the game, and it's quite good. And then you go, and I was like, I don't remember music in this game. And then you go to Damascus, and it's, like, just quiet. Nothing. <laughs> I... Wait, is it the music in the... Um, in, like... The town, your town? Where it's yeah. Called? Yeah, it does have some ambience. In, like, that stuff. opening hour. Yeah. There's some, like, kind of fun music. Um... And then, as soon as you get to Damascus, there's like nothing. Yeah, which I kind of love. Yeah, I like I like the sort of silence, um, although it does highlight the <laughs> the preacher and, hey. and the guy selling apples or whatever. Cool, cool. I think that's AC. that's everything I got in AC. Yeah. Next week, AC two. I'm assuming. Uh, yes. Yeah, and then yeah. and then Brotherhood, and then. Revelations, Revelations, and then and then three, three, and then and then black black flag? flag. Really? Yeah, I think black flag was the follow up. Three, and then black flag, and then and then you after that, I'm out. And then, I played black flag. That was a fun game. Yeah, black flag was fun. Um, and then Unity and Rogue came out at the same time. Unity was France. Yeah, Unity was the Rogue. next gen. Unity is the closest they ever get to doing Assassin's Creed 1 again. Um, it's the only time... Unity they... seemed kind of cool. Yeah, Unity is kind of cool. It's a mess. Um, but uh, it's the only time that they revise the parkour system. They add a thing where you can parkour downwards. Okay. So, like, you know how, like, in Assassin's Creed, you, like, you you either have to, like, stop and, like, very slowly climb down the building or just kind of jump off and take full damage? Yep. Yeah, so in Unity, they added a slightly broken system like the rest of the parkour where you like do pretty cool looking animations to jump down stuff um it's fun anyway um play unity uh for a bit don't play the story and so unity and rogue rogue was the ps3 one which was just black flag 2 what came after unity rogue was remember the iphone game um, I actually don't even remember Rogue. Oh, and there was a PSP one. What was that called? That was Altair. I never played that. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I don't know. I remember there was a couple of iPhone games, yeah. 2D side-scrolling um, platformer. Was that was it was it Unity and then Origins? Is that, is that when they took the break and then rebooted it to Origins and now it's an RPG? Now it's The Witcher. Now it's The Witcher 3. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed. Hmm. Next week. Next. Next time. Next time. <laughs> it could, next it time. might not be next week. It will probably be next week. Next time. Next time on Time Play Three HR. Lucky. What? What am I? Have you watched any of Michael Portillo's train stuff? Michael Portillo. I think I've asked you this. Yeah. I don't know who that is. You should watch some of his train stuff. It's excellent content. Michael Yeah. Portillo. Uh he was like he's an ex politician. And oh you have just told makes, me about this. Yeah. And now he just makes train programs on the BBC. 
Um, oh, I don't know if I could stand that. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, I don't know, you have to just look, look at him. He looks deeply unpleasant. He's like, All right, ne- next time. <laughs> he's very funny. He's, he's very, very good. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I could sit through, like, <laughs> a very posh conservative man <laughs> talking about trains. <laughs> I don't know if that's really for me. Uh, I think I think you'd be surprised. I think you'd be surprised. Maybe he's a lovely um, man. I think I think you I'll I'll send you a clip. I'll send you I'll find the choice clip. When is um, when is speaking of trains, when is Francis Bourgeois going to get his TV show? Uh, you stick him on with Portillo. Yeah. I now that I would watch. <laughs> yeah, so would I. <laughs> Four hundred percent. Yes. Um, next week, what do you want? Some clues? What do you want? Oh, I love a clue. What do you want? You want clues? Clue me. Um, it is a. Bum, bum. Uh, we should have some like. I should write some like clue music because we always slow down a bit here, and maybe I need to sort of fill the air with a bit of like. We're doing a clue. Sure. Yeah. Um, How do I clue this without? How do I make some interesting clues for this stupid girl? Give me a clue. Um, Maybe I'll just chuck in something I've already written for now. We're listening to it right now. Let's say I've done it. There. Sure. But no, no, because it does need to be kind of like mystery vibe. I can't just use one of my sad pieces of music. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, carry on. Um. Uh, this game is, uh, we're going to play Elden Ring. <laughs> I don't want to clue it. <laughs> Are we really? Yeah. Wow. I was going to make a joke at the top of this. I, not, I say I was going to, about sometime earlier in the week, I was like, oh, it's nice that, um. We We're have we have it. a podcast where someone does not have to listen to us talk about Elden Ring. I know, I know, <laughs> but I want to play it. All, all, like all of the game stuff that I follow this last week, including just Twitter in general, is just Elden Ring it's non-stop, isn't it? Non-stop. But you should I play know, Elden Ring. I would love to hear what you think about Elden Ring. Yeah, I've I've already played some. Oh, sick. Um, I had no intention of buying it. Mm-hmm. And then watch some clips, and then got paid. And then oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> thought, well, I have this nice PC here. <laughs> I don't know. And I thought, fuck it, because I was always gonna like wait for um, to play Dark Souls first. Yeah, like we talked about on this. And then I just thought, oh, fuck it, fuck it. I kind, I kind of want to play it. I th- yeah, I mean, I think in a way, Elden Ring's like a almost a better introduction to Dark Souls than Dark Souls is. Fair. That's good to know. And also, i tell you what else it is. It's that, like, it feels like a game that should be played at launch. I mean, if you want to see all the finger-butthole messages, then absolutely. Yeah, which I do. (laughs) Which I do. I wonder if there's any way for us... I wonder if there's cross-play. Because it would be nice to do some... um, yeah, that'd be fun. Some summoning together. But I don't know if it will if it's on. Because I'm playing on PlayStation. So. 
playing on PS5. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Hey, fifty pound release. That's not bad for PS5. Yeah, I mean, if it's not published by Sony, it's not going to be seventy quid. That's great, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The like the biggest release just drops it down to fifteen, twenty quid less. Yeah, it's nice. It's a big difference. Um, cool. Let's end this because we're about to hit an hour. Sweet. Um, we oh, go up. Um, I just dropped over my uh, water bottle with charcoal in. Um, we go up uh, almost. <laughs> what, what do I say now? We go up weekly. We go up weekly. <laughs> Mate, probably weekly. Um, we don't even have to say it. We, hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for listening. You can listen to this podcast. Um, He's got it everywhere. You can listen to it almost everywhere. Um, we will be back hopefully next week. Um, if you want to recommend us a game or chat, or whatever, go to the Discord. Um, uh, feel free to. I'm sure lots of you are chomping at the bit to talk about Elden Ring. Uh, if you have anything you want to say, maybe just drop into the Discord and, and share your thoughts, questions. Let's share tips, whatever. Um, and we'll be back with Elden Ring. Yeah. Hey, at least like a week will have passed, and maybe some. Some of the hype will have died down somewhat. And we'll, maybe, hopefully, I would have made some kind of progress. <laughs> yeah. How, how much have you actually done? Tell me. Okay. <laughs> okay, bye. How much have you played? Oh, uh, about 10 hours. Okay. Just, so, yeah, yeah. just a little less, maybe, maybe eight, actually. Eight hours. Okay. All right. <laughs> See ya. Bye.